0: Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk the Fountain of Youth, the Calf Conundrum, and more with 3-Time Machine Universe and Star Maximum Impact, Alexander Nevsky. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live Fit Club. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. We are back. <laughs> We have a special guest. I'm joined by Mr. Alexander Nevsky. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Thank you. So glad to have you. We're going to have a special episode today. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, Again, my name is Shaka Smith. I'm joined by my lovely host, Ms. TK Trinidad.
2: Hey, guys. TK Trinidad.
0: And where can they find you, Mr. Nevsky, online? In Instagram, it's at realalexnevsky. Nice. Uh, man, you I gonna say you sound like the real deal. You, you, you sound like a real Russian action star and you are a real Russian action. You know, we have a black star. Hollywood and we have Russian
1: Hollywood live right now. This yes. yeah.
0: so it's not an accent. he's a real deal. Um, and you got this great uh this great movie that just came out, Maximum Impact. And we also have your bodybuilding book that's gonna be released in America soon.
1: And as I said to you, I mean it's the first time I think your audience see Russian fitness book. Because yes. that's a Russian version. It was a bestseller in Russia last year to nice. be published in the States next year awesome we're looking forward
0: to it so we got a lot Thank to talk you. about um our first story up though is about the fountain of youth and whether or not fasting might actually be uh, uh that part of that part of that fountain of youth cure uh, so basically they found that fasting reduced the risk of obesity uh, as well as diabetes and cancer and fatty liver disease and they looked at uh, one study looked at 100 people they ate three meals a day between eight to eleven hundred uh, 1, calories and they fasted for five days of the month. And then the other group did the exact same thing but didn't fast. So it was only five days a month they fasted. Uh, and they found that they got all those same benefits uh, from fasting. Lower diabetes um, risk, lower cancer risk. They found that uh, the cholesterol, triglycerides went down in the blood. So really great stuff. And another, another fasting diet, the 5-2 diet, where you basically eat whatever you want for five days, and for two of those, two of those days you have just 500 calories, also showed similar results. I was wondering, have you have you experimented with intermittent fasting at all? Have you experimented with different diets, and what have you found?
1: To be honest with you, uh, no, I didn't. But uh, you know, I'm from Russia, uh, from ex-Soviet Union, from Europe, and uh, why um, why I like it all? Because over there, we didn't really think much about uh, any diets; we just tried to eat right, Mm -hmm. to train right. Mm. So to all the audience, I think there's so many like new principles, new diets, new stuff around, and it's great, just uh, please remember, even if you don't believe uh, in any diets, still try to eat healthy, try to train, exercise at least like three times a week, you know, just try to do that.
0: Yeah, I think I, I feel like we, we're all we kind of intuitively know what we're supposed to do but we yes. always act, there's some magic pill that we're not taking that
2: we, we don't know about and I think too in America um, or in North America the portions are way bigger than overseas yeah. like what they serve overseas you you're fine with that. Up yeah. here, here, it's like you can literally have two meals, but people have it in one meal.
1: Yeah. Which is great when you, I mean, six, six and want to get bigger. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's it just great to be in America. Don't get me wrong.
0: Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. it, it's like 1950s portions. Yeah. Because we've just progressively gone up and up and up. Yeah. So, so now they're saying we got, we got to start fasting. But I think uh,
2: Terry Crews, he's been doing the intermittent fasting where he starts, uh, he doesn't eat until noon. Yeah, okay. And then he, he doesn't eat until noon. I think he eats between noon and 6 or something. Like that. There's like yeah. a window and and then he doesn't, so I know a lot of people who do that. And
0: that's time, yeah, they call it time-restricted yeah. fasting. And they've actually shown that there's been results, um, positive results with time-restricted fasting Versus, well. like,
2: the day, I mean, 500 cal- calories for a day if you work out or if you're active. Yeah. I mean, a tough. McDonald's or whatever, passing on the road, like, you might cave in. Yeah. Like, it and seems, like, tougher. I actually
0: do intermittent fasting. So, mm-hmm. basically, uh, most days I really don't eat between, like, 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. except for Wednesdays when I know I'm going to be doing the show and mm-hmm. I just need that extra energy. So I think you can kind of do it on you an activity basis. Or, so, or
2: after 3 o'clock?
0: I don't eat till after 3 p.m. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you both that, uh, I, mean, when, <laughs> I mean, when we
1: shot Maximum impact that was so hard to do any fasting <laughs> oh, because, I, I mean, imagine. we had like 24 hours shooting days, oh, yeah. past right? Services. Uh-huh. So even if you want to try something like that, I think you couldn't. And you, you just you grab here or mm-hmm. grab there. Yeah, but So what is your
0: diet when you're filming? Are you kind of allowed to have a little bit more of whatever you want?
1: With me it's easy because I mostly produce the films, yeah. you know. So of course I'm trying to basically figure out, so me, I have like a biggest trailer and I have my chicken breasts and I have <laughs> some, I mean, uh, salad and <laughs> steak, whatever. But still, because I'm also in the movie, right. yeah. so I mean, I want to, but it doesn't matter. If I have to be on set, I mean, I have some, maybe like some sandwich or yeah. uh whatever. But when I'm on set, mostly I'm trying to eat well, and basically that's why... I still look like Russian Hollywood.
0: (laughs) I love it. Um, And actually, out of Europe, we got some new guidelines regarding mental health. And I I love this one because they're now saying that European Psychiatric Association is saying that exercise is essential to mental health and that a structured regimen has to be part of uh, medication and psychotherapy. So now it's not just medication and psychotherapy. It's got to be also physical exercise. They're finding that people that suffer from mental health are in poor shape um, in their 40s and 50s and going forward because it's something they're, they're not paid attention to and no one's telling them to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And so I just love this idea that we're now making physical health part of mental health. Uh, have you had any experience with like kind of joining the two or do you find that mentally you're stronger or better when you're physically active?
1: Uh, first of all, of course you like that idea, but I'm sure all the how to say right in English, shrinks, right? <laughs> Who watch that, they, they don't like oh, that okay. idea. I mean, come on, I mean, they will lose all the, all yeah. the audience over right. there, right? <laughs> But if we talk seriously, of course, I mean, uh, and uh, every person, I'm sure, every person who watching, it now, watching us now, I mean, uh, before the gym and after the gym, you go to the gym, you're under the stress, I mean, of course, there's like a family, there's business, I mm-hmm. mean, education, we so many things you have to deal with, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what is your age or whatever, but... When you start to train, it's very easy because blood basically coming from your head to your muscles yeah. and you start to feel better. And mm-hmm. of course, you start to feel more optimistic, yeah. more happy. And that's what uh, now they say basically like uh, in a science. But uh, I mean, uh, you you and me, we, we always knew that, yeah. that your, your life really can change when you go to the gym. Yeah. You know, uh, again, I'm sorry to all the shrinks <laughs> right now
0: yeah and and they're finding in particular it can really help depression, and they're looking into now whether or not it can actually help bipolar disorder as well mm-hmm. so i uh, I just love the the way it's going and they're trying to actually institute some structural changes, you know maybe when you have a psychotherapy unit you have, you have some sort of physical i don't know device or thing or area where they can be worked out or can right. do some training i
2: I don't know I think it's one of those things like you remember like back in the day there was no peanut allergy and now everybody has a peanut allergy it feels like sometimes I'm, I'm not saying that there's no there's no mental health il- uh, illness or anything like that yeah. there definitely is yeah. but just sometimes um, some people might use that as something else yeah. versus you know you have a problem and you get over it yeah. you know what I'm saying so again mental health does exist yeah, but it it's just like it's it feels like sometimes we're kind of creating these avenues for people to yeah, not yeah. uh you know, <laughs> you're skeptical. <laughs> well, I, I I am because there's there's generations before us that have succeeded and did well, and you know they didn't have these issues that we know of, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So uh, some of the, some of the stuff is just like you know you know how why do we have you know now ten kids in this classroom that have peanut allergies? Yeah. Like why do we have all these symptoms that? in a society that's supposed to be advanced, we're now kind of dealing with these. So I kind of question it sometimes.
1: I completely agree, but also what I want to say is just, uh, I mean, if someone even doesn't have money for the professional trainer, or even for membership gym or whatever in a gym, it's, I mean, he can go out and walk for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's also fitness, you know, do some boxing, I mean, with a mirror, like for 15 minutes, just jump. I mean, just walk, run do whatever you can do it's just because physical culture yeah. will heal you That's yeah. no questions about that and,
0: and I, I think I, I feel like we don't have that mentality in the states like we do because we're in the yeah. fitness but I feel like you know People across the country, you know, so in some, like, random state where they go in for, like, a depression treatment, no one says to them, oh, are you also working out? That right. can maybe help. Like, they just don't get There's that so message. There's
2: so much free stuff. Nike, the Nike app, you can create a workout on it for free. Yeah. And you can plug in whatever your thing is. I want to work out one to two days a week. I want to work out 20 minutes. And they will create a whole program with you. And not even, like, a list. They have the, the, the screen working out with you
0: yeah. for free. Do, do you employ any of that? Like, any of this sort of, like, you know... Mobile apps or any, any of the sort not of new me, Not me. Not me,
1: but uh, let me tell you, I'm, I'm getting jealous because when my girlfriend Maria, like every morning, she just, just, just do something on her phone, and it's someone else with, like, I think it's like a male voice saying, like, hey, 10 sets now. And it's oh, like wow. some cartoon guy <laughs> training with her, I said, Maria. Let's do it together. I mean, let's go. So, come on.
2: <laughs> so I don't use it, but she does. Yeah. I mean, if it's, it, it's there, why not? You know, it's You're we're right. just We're such a great society at this point, this era now. It's yeah. Just like you, and it's free.
1: Yeah. And easy to do. Easy. To you do just it. have to.
0: You just have to put your mind into it. You yeah. know, and yeah. Yeah, we're living in a great era of access, um, and of course, along with that comes muscle building so they're finding about calves that calves will have different indications depending on the size and i know for guys at least for me that There's was one problems. of them yeah yeah right <laughs> that, that was one of my main concerns i want my calves to always look good apparently they, they say the founding fathers were obsessed with this too because they had those skinny tight um, tight uh, tight trousers yeah but they're saying that big calves are actually a sign that you have a lower stroke risk Mm-hmm. Um, and the part part of the reason they're positing is because larger calves actually have more room for fat to deposit. So those, that fat that typically clogs arteries um, actually will go to your calf. Oh, okay. Yeah, because even though the calves look like all muscle, there's some fat there as well. And they're finding that people with... Uh, Smaller calves are actually suffering from higher, um, high, on average, of higher beats per minute, which is over 100 beats per minute, have a higher heart rate, which puts them at a greater risk for sudden death um, due to cardiac arrest. Jeez. So, <laughs> so, uh, they do say there's a warning with the bigger calf that you might, uh, could lead to fatty liver disease if right. you're just storing all your fat there. But in general, it looks like it's probably better to have bigger calves than not. Uh, I, I know it's a stubborn thing. I'm sure you've probably got a billion questions over it over your bodybuilding career. But what have you done to kind of build calves? What do, you, do you have a <laughs> I, calf Secret.
2: Is, I think you just use the story to ask <laughs> yeah. for yeah, advice. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I was lucky because, uh, I mean, it was very hard for me to build big legs. I mean, but my forearms and my calves, I mean, naturally, uh, uh, it was easy for me to build them. Yeah. And if I understand correctly now, I mean, it's even great. That uh, mm-hmm. uh, did they say something about forearms or or uh, on the, <laughs> <on> the calves? <laughs> no, only
0: <No>? calves <laughs> today. <cabs>. Next week.
1: <laughs> but uh, you should you should uh, just train them and for, I mean for regular people yeah. uh, they also can. I'm sure you saw so many regular people with huge calves yeah, because yeah. maybe they do in bicycle yeah. or walk a lot or, or whatever. Genetics, f- yeah. exactly football or genetics. So just uh, again just simple exercises. Yeah. Simple exercises with dumbbells, I mean, we walk more, run more, and just do that, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, 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 wait a minute. I think we, we have a before-after picture. We'll have to pull up your before-after picture. Let's just picture. check it out. Because you're making this sound real simple. <laughs> so That's my you, before and you after picture. That to, wow. Okay. So, like, what were you, you, like, how long were you training? <laughs>
2: you, you know, it's more, funny. The calves more. It's funny. <laughs> wait, because, wait, give us your age. What age were you? Uh, before?
1: Over there, I'm yeah. 15. And over there, I'm 25. But you're the, uh, same, and and you're biggest, the same height. It's the same height, yes. yes. Wow. It's the same height. And it was funny because, again, uh, when I was a kid, it was Soviet Union, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't even, uh, I mean, modern Russia yet. And uh, we couldn't even name bodybuilding a bodybuilding. It was yeah. illegal because uh, Arnold and Stallone, they killed so many people, Russian people in the movies in ages, 80s, right? Oh. That was the reason oh. in Rambo Commando yeah. whatever. Uh, It was a reason for Soviet government to ban sport completely. Can you imagine if you're there? I mean, they want to compete. No. We name it athletic gymnastics. That's uh, how we called it. And uh, thanks to Perestroika, like in 1993, when country changed, I mean, it's all changed. And suddenly, you know, uh, uh, first photo was taken in 1986, right? Second photo was uh, taken 10 years ago. And when Russian TV decided to produce like a first ever documentary mm-hmm. about bodybuilding because it was underground before, yeah. they chose me kind of because I was already at the university. I had that story about that transformation. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was already like the biggest bodybuilder in Russia. I was getting ready for my first Missy Universe. Yeah, so they put me on TV. Like 50 million people watch it not because they all uh, wanted to watch but because we had like three TV channels at the time (laughs) but next day you know I woke up and it was completely different but I was smart because I used that not just to show people like hey you know look at me look what I'm doing whatever no 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 I use it always for inspiring people, mm-hmm. like Arnold did here. And I use that photos and I show it to people. I published my first book in 1996. That's my 10th one, actually. Wow. Yeah. It's my book number 10. Wow. And it will be first one in the States, uh, hopefully <laughs> next April. It's called Bodybuilding and Other Secrets of Success. And we'll talk about that too. Yeah, because absolutely. a lot of bodybuilders, they think that if they have big muscles, mm-hmm. You know, it's enough for success. Oh, no. Yeah. Unfortunately not. No. You know, unfortunately not. We'll talk about that, too. But, uh, again, I was smart and I was lucky. Yeah. Right? And uh, I started to do my own TV show uh, in 90s. After that, I started to do movies and everything. And, uh, you know, it's dream come true. Yeah. And I made it because of bodybuilding. Yeah. Natural bodybuilding. Uh, correct by the building yeah. you know and that's exactly what i still continue to promote in all my movies i mean and look at arnold arnold is 71
0: yeah he's doing
1: terminator right now
0: <laughs> making crazy. millions of
1: dollars in yeah. another great movie yeah, yeah. sylvester stallone <laughs> Seventy-two, yeah. oh making gosh. Rambo five right now, yeah. making million dollars. I mean, training and, muscles. And in
2: Creed two coming out. Yeah, season.
1: exactly, exactly. So that should that should be the target. That should yeah. be an example, you know, of a healthy lifestyle, bodybuilding. I mean, real bodybuilding.
0: And, and you have the secret to longevity, which um, kind of reminds me of the next story which is about working out in spurts. So, so apparently, if you work out in spurts, it's not really great for you. But if you're 40 and over, it's really bad for you um, in terms of getting back to where you were before. And it's only, they did a study, two studies, one that kind of examined for people 40 and over, and another that examined people 60 and over. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the results were even worse for 60 and over. But they found just taking off two and a half weeks off the gym, when people are working out, when people went Mm -hmm. back to working out, so all the markers went bad when they didn't work out. The Mm -hmm. cholesterol levels, um, the the stroke risk, the diabetes risk, but when people went back to working out, researchers expected those those levels to go right back, and they didn't for some people. And they found that it's more difficult to get those levels back when you take off a few weeks at an older age versus when you do it in your 20s and 30s. So... Your secret to longevity, have you never taken off any time because you look amazing? Um, when you do take off time, are you still actively working out? Or- First
1: of all, as I told you before the show, I mean, uh, it looks like for you both, because you uh, before 40, for you, it's kind of less dangerous. For me, <laughs> of course, it's more dangerous. But if I talk seriously, you know, uh, since the beginning, when I started bodybuilding, I had fun doing it. Yeah. I don't want to stop it because yeah. I never really abused Uh, My body. Even when I and when I was huge and was doing like uh, three hours a day with like big, uh, huge weights. It was fun, and mm-hmm. it was just a part of the puzzle, as I said before. Mm-hmm. I knew why I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. Now I'm doing, like, one-hour weights and, like, 30 minutes of cardio or boxing, and it's still huge fun. It's still best part of my day, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't want to uh, stop, you yeah. know? And actually, I, I never did. Yeah. Different story is that for some movies, it's, for example, like now, I'm getting ready for my next film, and there will be more martial arts in yeah. that film. You know, so I'm trying to slim down, right? Yeah. And now I'm kind of like about 260, right? In uh, Maximum Impact, I was kind of bigger in a, in a movie before that movie, which I gave you, Black Rose, which is now on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I was bigger. I was kind of like 290. Mm-hmm. It was different uh, routine and different whatever. But still, bodybuilding and workout. I mean, it's it's the best best part of my day. And I think that's uh, what also we should all cultivate. Yeah. Because I never competed at IFBB. Yeah. I competed in Europe and World Fitness Federation, World Bodybuilding Federation. And I love them a lot because they really respect older, older sportsmen. They have, yeah. like, master's division, a lot of master's divisions, you know. And uh, so people c- continue really to uh, compete, like, when they're the 50s, yeah. 60s, We're 70s. they competitive. Yeah. Exactly. Peers. exactly. Exactly, exactly.
0: Um, so and w- you won Mister Universe. How like I, you get to that stage? W- what was that process like? A preparing for it uh, and then winning. How how was that like to win and to be on stage and get that accolade?
1: I mean it's unbelievable because uh, uh, again for skinny kid uh, from yeah. Moscow, you know, uh, it was just it was all dream come true. But of course, like before that. Uh, it was long, long way, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I got the personal invitation from uh, vice president of uh, NABBA. Uh, NABBA is an organization which uh, organized like the first Miss Universe, which Arnold Schwarzenegger won, I mean, uh, many years ago in London. So NABBA split it up to two organizations, uh, NABBA and uh, WFF. I got personal invitation and uh, I went over there. And of course, I mean, I can say it now. Of course, I was nervous and everything. I'm writing about that in a book, you know. But for me, to be on that stage, and between us, I mean, I always should say, like, yeah, I knew I will win, whatever. <laughs> of course, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. And uh, the guy who was next to me, great African-American bodybuilder, I mean, huge I thought he's huge. Uh, uh, I thought he's huge when I was close to him. When my friend took a picture, like in between, showed it to me. Of yeah. course, when I saw us together, he wasn't yeah. because I was taller. But uh, that's how you see it, the but, guy, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of stories like that, and I write about that. But again, I was lucky because, uh, yes, it was Dream Come True, mm-hmm. you know? But I knew very well it's just a part of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. I knew that no one basically owed me anything, right? Yeah. And I should use it for the next step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we also spoke about before uh, before we came, before we started the show. Because I think there's a lot of problems uh, in bodybuilding right now, especially in American bodybuilding. And so many talented athletes, you know, great bodies, mm-hmm. big or small or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just they don't know how to use it. Yeah. They don't know how to get into the movies. They don't yeah. know how to get to TV. They don't know, you know. They all know how to train. Yeah. But they don't know anything else. And that was amazing for me because when I came here first time from Russia, like 15 years ago, I mean, uh, I looked at them at all that IVB champions at the gold gym in Venice. And I was amazed. I mean, I knew them because of the covers or the magazines, whatever. But, I mean, they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. They just they just trained. Yep. I mean, they ate, yeah. of course. But also, after that, they went to the ocean and had some tan. Yeah. I was amazed. I mean, and they were all, they were all waiting for someone to, come to, to, to go. Find exactly, yeah. exactly. And I mean, Arnold showed all of them what to do. Yeah, you know, to get an education, yeah. get an education, get a press agent, yeah. start to do some charity, get into the movies. I mean, do something. Yeah. yeah it's just I mean that's what we should push more and that's exactly what you do and you do in uh, great fitness shows so a lot of people can be inspired by you yeah. and not just sit in the gym or in their home yeah. trying to do something themselves shows or whatever now it's much easier yeah. to do with Instagram you just, and
2: YouTube exactly yeah.
1: it's a different it's a different it, age
0: it, it's, an, it's an unforgiving life because I, I realized that myself I was telling you when I first got here three months my first three months in LA I met some of the biggest guys I had known from covers before and yeah. they were like they had roommates and they were were making yeah. the money I thought you would be making if you were on a cover every month. Yeah, and so that was my big wake up call. And the thing is, the industry is unforgiving because you're you're in your some teens or in your early twenties, and you're spending every dime you have to train, to get to mm-hmm. the show, to yeah. pay entry fee to the show, thinking that if you just keep paying and working hard, you're going to get some payoff. Right. But not knowing how to get to that payoff. But you reveal some of this in your book.
1: Yes, I, uh, yes, I did. And again, of course, my book is based on my experience in Russia and in Europe. First part of the book is my autobiography, yeah. but it's also about my first movies, how I got into the movies and second half of the book is about natural bodybuilding. How can you build yourself even if you don't think about being on stage or being like Mr Universe or whatever mm-hmm. or being in movies, if you just want to get a little bit more muscles a little bit more uh, like uh, self uh, uh, respect and everything mm-hmm. because everyone can do it yeah. and it doesn't matter if it's a man or woman or age or whatever. That's what my book is about. And that's what I'm trying to do, yeah. you know, because in Russia all the time, my films, the big theatrical releases over there, I'm doing, like, a lot of publicity, but I'm not really publicizing my movies much. I publicize the idea that if you want to change your life, as you saw on my yeah. photo, yeah. I mean, you can.
0: Yeah.
1: You can, because uh, in Soviet Union, officially, we didn't have poor or rich people, whatever. But in reality, of course we did. Right. Mm-hmm. And my mom, you know, my mom, we never had any money because my father never supported her. Mm-hmm. So she was working like for 15 hours every day at the factory to support me and my sister. But she was always optimistic and she was laughing. I mean, at least with us, yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And she always told me and to my sister that it doesn't matter how much money do you have. It's all here, you have to get an education. You have mm-hmm. to dream big you know, and, and uh, th- that's how she basically built me mm-hmm. right. you know, and uh, when people ask me about my idols, of course my idols are not Schwarzenegger and bodybuilding, no questions yeah. about that but my biggest idol is my mom yeah, you know, absolutely. because she it's fought tragic. really hard exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly and I think for all the audience it doesn't matter if you're in uh, Russia or in America or in France or in England, I mean for regular people, it's still that choice you either push for your dream yourself, or just sit, wait, and lose all the opportunities. I mean, it's like that, right? Yeah,
2: Yeah, at the end of the day, um, like the main word, no matter if you're bodybuilder, basketball player, actor, or just whatever, it's consistency. Remaining consistent, like remaining consistent over the period of time. And also, with the bodybuilders, or even people who are actors, networking. Yeah. Because you can network with uh, you know just bodybuilders, but everybody's doing the same thing that you're doing. Your is not that you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. But you see somebody else doing something who's an actor. Like you know, it's, especially in this day and age, especially with stuff like you Instagram, can reach out. And, yeah. You can reach out. You should have three, four, five different network bubbles yeah. where like you know actors, you know bodybuilders, you know these. Like it's it's just easier that way. Whereas you know you just in, instead of just you know hanging out with people crew. that look like you that. You're you know, absolutely we'll right. Yeah. You're
1: absolutely right. It's like Arnold said and wrote in one of his books. He said, like, please don't forget that the real life is outside of the gym. Yeah. yeah. Not inside of the gym, outside yeah. of the gym. Yeah. You, know? yeah.
2: Yeah. you can afford to go to the bar and not have beer if you don't want to. Yeah. like, you could, But you still hang out with people and develop relationships so that something happens, they're going to think of you and call you for whatever that is, Man. right? So,
0: And I love that you're promoting natural bodybuilding because I, I get it from these people all the time that I think they're afraid to change their body so they use an excuse to go oh people are using steroids or oh I don't have enough money or you know or you know you're from another country and you've been able to achieve success this Mm -hmm. great physique and also translate to real success so uh, you're just a great example of what can be done and not to use excuses
1: thank you very much for that but as you said before people before us they also demonstrated great physiques. maybe they didn't have like huge calves and (laughs) uh, (laughs) arms but they they uh, I mean the all that paintings, all that sculptures. Mm -hmm. I mean, we always had people who did some sport, you know, and Mm -hmm. looked great. So you don't need drugs for that. And if you think you need drugs for some competitions, also I think people should think twice. Because like 40 years ago, when drugs were discovered, and bodybuilders started to try them, as we spoke before a show with you, I mean, uh, first of all, they used a little bit. Second of all, they didn't really know that it, you can die yeah. out of it. They mm-hmm. didn't know. Yeah. It's like uh, if, uh, when people smoke, so, yeah, right? They, they didn't know. They <laughs> know it's, uh, now they, everyone understands. Yeah. Yeah. And now everyone ad- understands the same thing about drugs. I mean, yeah. you can die. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, unfortunately, there's so many, I mean, last year, right? That's yeah. uh, death after death. People are dropping that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really... You know, like uh, like uh, professional bodybuilders, yeah. like Instagram bodybuilding stars. I mean, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's no jokes about that. Yeah. And so they should think twice. It's their life, right? But natural bodybuilding again is a great way to get attention yeah. to get muscles to get to that shows to get into the show business to look great you know i mean you still can do that yeah mm-hmm. and when you mention like big guys and everything it's great to be big yeah. I, I know i <laughs> know that i know that myself but, but i mean it's just you have to be you have to be realistic you yeah. know and it's just and you cannot depend on that because I feel great when uh, my weight is 260. Yeah. I, I was great when it was uh, 330 on that uh, photo. Yeah. I felt great because it's not about my weight. Yeah. And probably it's because I was doing boxing before. Mm-hmm. Before I started uh, bodybuilding, I was doing boxing. And boxing is a great sport which basically builds you inside.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cardiovascular is crazy.
1: Exactly. Which is much more important. Everyone can gain muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's about
0: that thing inside, inner you know, strength that you th- have to have, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think maybe because you were an athlete before, you really valued your body and the movement yeah. of the body. Of you course. Know? Yeah, uh, and, and it should be run. fun
2: yeah if you have all that mass and you can't run and you can't walk up the stairs it's like what's the issue?
0: point <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing and
1: uh, we discuss it uh, with Shaka. I mean when the professional bodybuilders when they get that <sighs> yeah,
2: yeah, just when something...
0: they talk yeah, I mean, it's
2: not your heart's saying something unfortunately
0: you, it's just yeah um, and then but we gotta get into this this movie so we have a trailer mm-hmm. we're gonna pull up the trailer maximum impact uh, when you're big and can kick butt too <laughs> exactly here we go
1: received a terrorist threat.
0: Terrorist? From where? From everywhere. Oh! Boy. Ah! oh. Sorry. And Sorry this about. is about the Moscow and U.S. agents working together. Yes.
1: Preventing a big crisis. crisis. I have very little confidence in
0: a resolution. Oh, Eric Roberts. Tom yeah. Arnold. I love that. Secretary of State's
2: granddaughter is here.
0: You're in Moscow.
1: That's Mark Dacascos.
2: Oh, hey! Let me go! Let me go!
0: You guys, enjoy your
1: life. That's Matias Hughes right there. Howard, you have left of it.
0: This should get her grandfather's attention. Oh, my. Who <laughs> <laughs> are these guys?
1: If someone wanted to trash Russia's economy, a great way to do it is instigate a crisis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you guys started writing this. When well, let you start writing
1: uh, I created the story, yeah. uh, and it was written by Ross Mann who created Rush Hour. He wrote Rush Hour oh, franchise. Nice. Yeah, so we started it like about three years ago.
0: Okay, wow. Yeah. So, so before our current uh, U.S.-Russia relations. Before, oh, oh. exactly. <laughs> before.
1: That's Danny Trejo over oh, there. Oh my
2: gosh, he has the softest hands, by the way. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I interviewed him. I was like, oh my gosh, your hands are so soft. Just random fact. <laughs> <laughs>
0: random fact on Fit Club.
1: Whoa. And I'm glad you complimented Fights, because the guy, our fight choreographer, he got an Emmy for Luke Cage. Oh, Netflix wow. Luke Cage. He just I... got it. And as I said, director made Romeo Must Die and Jet Li. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, and I, yeah, I was a super big fan of the, the fight scenes of Luke Cage. Yeah. Season two was crazy. Kelly who? Tom oh, Arnold. Tom Arnold. <laughs> Of course, Tom Arnold's got that new... Uh, he's got a new series coming out. To new expose series, from. yes. So you've got He's all hunting the... for the tapes yeah, right now.
1: The... <laughs> you, you... At the time, it was different.
0: Yeah, I was just say, you, you were really impressioned about this. You
2: guys had some uh... good names.
1: And it's Billy Baldwin, great uh... actor. And Danny.
0: Huh. So, and, uh, awesome. I love this. So this is about Russians and U.S. working together. So this is actually timely, even though it wasn't meant to be timely. Anti-timely. Let <laughs> yeah. me put it
1: that way. Because, I mean, uh, we already released film in Russia, and mm-hmm. we already released it pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And yesterday it was released in the States and limited theaters, mm-hmm. and uh, how they release it, like on DVD and Blu-ray and VOD and iTunes and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, only I mean, only lazy person didn't ask me, like, Alexander, why did you decide to make a movie about, about friendship now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a good time <laughs> like check every channel I mean, it's not about friendship it's about yeah. hate now right. yeah. but I think and I hope you will agree with me with all due respect of course it's entertainment and uh, we're artists and whatever but we don't uh, need another Cold War no of course we don't not. need yeah, yeah. another like uh, uh, ocean of hate yeah. right. we already had it before yeah, right. I mean, we, we don't need that and everyone who goes, I mean, we shot 90% of the film in Russia. Yeah. And I mean, all the American actors over there, Interactor, and everyone, I mean, they, they love Russian people, and Russian yeah. people love them, because actually America and Russia, they're very similar, people are very similar, and that's why we fought together in World War II, and mm-hmm. that's how we won, yeah. together. So, what's going on now, I don't like it at all, yeah. and I think, seriously, I think that movie like Maxim Impact, whereas Russians and Americans, I mean, they're working together, not... Killing each other or yeah, fighting—I yeah. mean, they're working together.
0: It is time. <laughs> well, I think. well, yeah, and I, I think it's important because I think what I haven't seen too much of, which I've been happy to see, is that there hasn't been too much trickle down. Like it's sort of like we're like not friends with Russia right now, but right. I haven't seen like people not like Russian people. You yeah, know that's what I mean?
2: exactly what I was gonna say. It's yeah. not necessarily the um, it's. You, I think some people put it, put it on the group or the country, but it's not the whole country. But yeah, and right, I, so. and I, I, but
0: I feel like during the Cold War, I feel like people were suspicious of like people that were Russian yeah. here. But we don't I, we don't have that. And I think movies like this kind of are a testament to that, yeah. to keeping that cultural tie positive.
1: And I'll explain to you why. Because for example, between uh, Moscow and LA, it's twelve hours flight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was on the flight like a couple of months ago, and I watched three movies in a row, three Hollywood movies. So first one was Equalizer mm-hmm. with uh, Denzel Washington. That. Uh, Denzel Washington was killing bad Russians, right? Mm -hmm. Second film was November Man with Pierce Brosnan. Mm -hmm. Pierce Brosnan was killing bad Russians. Third film was Taken 3 with Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson was killing uh, (laughs) bad Russians. And uh, my favorite TV show, Ray Donovan on Showtime. Even now, I mean, on last season, Ray Donovan was killing bad Russians. (laughs) So you're right. I mean, regular people, they understand. But when you have movies like that, one after another... Of course, it's also it's also an image. It's like it's they portray. It's okay. like they portray African Americans before as bad guys in movies. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't mean any harm, right? Yeah, yeah. But they did. But they did. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what's going on right now with Russians mm-hmm. and. Uh, I and think films like that about friendship they timely as I said.
0: And I love it cuz you you've turned down roles cuz you didn't want to play the bad russian.
1: You uh, you mentioned Terry Crews, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I knew him a little because I was offered Battledome 15 years ago and that was his first uh, breakthrough project. Mm-hmm. You know, Battle it was kind of like American Gladiators yeah. uh, TV show, right? Yeah. So I was offered it and when I when I when I wrote it, I mean when I read it, yeah. right? It was like stereotypical russian like with some red star on his (laughs) shorts or whatever uh, saying some bad words cursing and I had to have like a beard because my my face basically proved my high education because I graduated from Moscow State University (laughs) of Management so uh, yes, I said no and they were amazed because I mean for bodybuilders it's a huge thing, I mean of course to get some part, whatever and another heartbreaking thing was when Jean-Claude Van Damme one of my childhood idols also he uh, offered me a part in his film, The Order with like Charlton Heston, I couldn't do it because it's, I mean he wanted to help me, yeah, 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 but I couldn't do it because I couldn't go back to my audience with films like that, yeah, yeah. with stereotypical stuff like that. You know, if it's they ask you to play in a film, you will be happy, and after that you are playing, like stereotypical African American yeah. uh, guy who is killing each other, and yeah. there's all stereotypes yeah. at once. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you're like, no, it doesn't I matter if do you want to <laughs> do it. I mean, of course you do, yeah. but it's just, uh, yeah. So you gotta yes, sleep uh, well at night. <laughs> And I think uh, I think it's important just to remember. You know, like a big picture. Mm-hmm. It's important if you're bodybuilder, it's important if you're an artist, big picture. Yeah. What you really want to do with your life, with your muscles, with your career, or or with your films, you yeah. know, and it's, that's that's my opinion.
0: Well, I, I like that take. And before we go, uh, we've got a few more minutes left, but we are got to do our Fit Club Five. So it's going to be five rapid-fire questions. You just say the answer, and uh, the audience will hopefully get to know you, and you'll provide some laughs, maybe. <laughs> so Exactly,
1: especially with my English language. just I mean, yeah, I'll uh, try to understand. We need
2: to get some music ready next up alright so here we go um, last person you text
1: last person I text my publicist Judy
2: there you go hi Judy um, <laughs> hi Judy
1: dream... thank you very much actually it was her who yeah, got me yeah. here
2: oh nice dream dinner guest
1: uh, my girlfriend Maria hopefully she joined me oh soon. okay got a soft side yeah. <laughs> exactly
2: uh, favorite junk food
1: huge hamburger Huge hamburger. <laughs> I want to eat it in October. In October, just <laughs> once. I'm sorry, I will eat huge hamburger. Exactly. <laughs> At huge the end
2: one. Of <laughs> yeah,
1: hopefully by the end of October. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: what
2: I'm going to uh, remember from this interview. <laughs> yeah. uh, if, if you were um, only able to watch one movie for the rest of your life, what movie would it be?
1: Just one movie.
2: One movie.
1: Just one movie. You know what? I will watch again and again f- film. Conan the destroyer.
0: Oh. The film which inspired me to nah. start bodybuilding the phone
1: Schwarzenegger. Exactly.
0: Hey, oh. he could have said maximum impact. <laughs> okay, nice. Let's see. Yeah. And maximum impact. <laughs> 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 Was that all fine? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, well, I <laughs> just got to thank you for joining us. This was amazing. Um, I think you're, there are a lot of people out there that are going to really benefit from this book and from this interview. Thank you very much. And thank you both for
1: promoting fitness and yes. healthy lifestyle. I mean, you're doing a great job. Thank yes. you very much for inviting is. me. Fine. Thank no you very
0: problem, much. Guys. Thank you, guys. Uh, again, guys, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong.
2: You can find me at everything at TK Trinidad. And
0: where can they find you? At Real Alex Nevsky. Awesome. Mm. We'll see you guys next week. Ciao. Thanks for tuning in.
2: Hollywood, Hollywood Redefined. Redefined.
0: The views expressed here are those of the whole song and do not necessarily
2: reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.